Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. We're back to the hard stuff. The Premiership is back tomorrow. Rangers playing at Hearts at 12.30. Celtic at home to Motherwell at 3. The headlines this evening here and go for Celtic, Cameron Carter-Vickers, G. Kamakis and Starfelt are all out for tomorrow's game. Probably no surprise there. The manager will hear from him. He says Cameron Carter-Vickers is close to a return. But tomorrow is too soon. Dyson Maeda and Haksabanovic should be OK. For Rangers, no new injury concerns. As Giovanni Van Brockers says he's made a decision who's going to start up front tomorrow. Is it Cholak or is it Morellas? He's not saying. But what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Mark Guidi is here. And so too, the skipper, McGinn, is back. He did so well on Tuesday night that Stephen McGinn is with us. Stephen, welcome back. Did you enjoy it or is it just to get away from the wee one? A uh, bit of both, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I ended up a good night on Tuesday. Uh, enjoyed the show and then um, excellent result for Scotland. Wasn't it fantastic? Your brother uh, captained us to that draw that takes us well to some riches in terms of moving up in the division, uh, playoff secured. But I loved the fact they said, we're not going to need that. We're in a, Hopefully, the manager's saying we're moving up and up with more confidence. Yeah, and I think uh, the excitement of the for the draw for the, for the next tournament and who you, who you can avoid in pot two... Um, as opposed to who you might end up from pot one and pot two and can you land a draw like uh, Hungary or Poland from pot one and, and look to win the group and mark the draw soon yeah October the 9th uh, a week on Sunday and like you say I mean I think now probably you look at them pot one and pot two they're so similar those countries you know, it's the same at Champions League level they all just kind of change and, and go about so they're both difficult but the fact that we're up there when normally Paul we're pot four sometimes yeah. pot five so yeah it's been a great achievement um, over the past week or so um, brilliant for Steve Clark brilliant for Scotland but we move on domestic stuff tomorrow I've got a lot of games to cram in between now and November 12th that's the weekend officially now underway we're looking forward to it it's going to be non-stop we'll talk about your game at the weekend John about the championship and obviously the focus mainly on the Cinch Premiership some great games Aberdeen against Kilmarnock Dundee United St Johnson Ross County Hebs and St Mirren against Livingston as well as the big two that we mentioned who's going to be up front for Rangers Sean is on the line hi Sean hi there how are we doing guys good how are you have you missed it Oh, it feels like we've not played football in about 20 years. You see, with the international break, right, I want Scotland to do well, and yep. I want the four nations to do well, but I love uh, my proper, I love to watch Rangers uh, week in, week out. Obviously, they're not, they're not started after this, this season good. But one thing I want to say to you, John, uh, Stephen. Yes. Your brother is the best Scotland player in, uh, in the world, isn't he? <laughs> Thanks, mate, I appreciate that. 
Fan- no worries, pal. Fantastic. Um, Cheers, Sean. Thanks for calling. Speak to you soon. <laughs> 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 On you go, Sean. That, that's really good, no, isn't it? I mean, yeah, he has. Yeah, he's yeah. been a revelation. Best player now. Yep. Uh, Brett, to be honest, but I'm glad. Hopefully, Rangers, I came back for a wee bit better because. I don't. Sometimes um, Stoke and starting seasons, Rangers seem to come back worse. But I don't think they come back any worse than what they started this season. So fingers crossed, Rangers uh, get the bike on the road and start actually playing football. Mark. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the positive you can take for that, Sean, is if you think they've played so badly, they're only two points off the top. They could be top of the league by quarter past two tomorrow afternoon. Albeit maybe fingers just for crossed, a Mark. yeah for a couple of hours. So I'd agree. I don't think they've played particularly well, but. Um, they've only lost one game domestically which is obviously to, to, to Celtic which is always going to be a tough uh, ask going to Celtic part they've got into the Champions League they've come through a really anxious period during the month of, of August with two really tough qualifiers but tomorrow Sean it is all about the next game yep. and you know if Rangers have got any real aspirations to take the title back from Celtic you've got to go to places like Tynecastle and win tomorrow if they don't win tomorrow Rightly or wrongly, there'll be serious questions marked, asked again by the Rangers supporters, such as yourself, over the suitability of Gianni Van Bronckhorst as as manager. So it'll be a tough, tough game tomorrow. Hearts will make it really difficult for Rangers. I would start with Morelos up front tomorrow. Um, um, and I think that would give Rangers the best chance of winning. If you're troll like you'd be saying, are you kidding? He's been doing so well. Stephen, what would you do up front for Rangers? Uh, well, who I think Gio will pick and who I would go with are different. I think mm-hmm. Gio will go with Kola, uh, Trolak. He's uh, went with him in all the big games. I know he didn't play against Napoli, but um, I think by his own admission, he said they weren't competitive enough in those games. Um, so I think it would be it would be a surprise if he we went with Morelos. But if I, if I was to pick, I think the tight pitch, um, his experience of those games, uh, I would go with Morelos. I think he offers a total... Uh, different style for Rangers it gives them that presence and he's been a big game player for them in games like that in the past Sean see if we're honest I would go with Morales I know but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't pick Morales tomorrow but I would go for Morales but he needs to date because in, in the goalkeeper tomorrow either needs to be Alan McGregor or Rob McCrory John McLaughlin cannot play tomorrow because see if Rangers drop any more points tomorrow See, see if it was last week, see, uh, well, two weeks ago, see if Rangers went eight points or something behind um, Celtic. See Celtic never dropped uh, points against, was it St. Mung? Yeah. Gail wouldn't have been the manager. You know, Rangers would be looking for a new manager. And yet, that's, how, that's how bad mm-hmm. this season is. Mm-hmm. If Rangers lose tomorrow, Gail will not be the manager after that. Mark? I'm not so sure about that. Um, sure. One thing, about, look, I agree. I would, I would always have Alan McGregor in goals. But one thing about John McLaughlin, he's a former Hearts player. He knows Tynecastle well, uh, so it wouldn't be a problem for him going to Tynecastle. But I would have McGregor in goals. I don't think Giovanni will lose his job. I don't think Rangers would do that. I, I think it would be grossly unfair on him if they did pull the trigger uh, on him after the defeat tomorrow. But if, even if it's a draw, Sean, if Rangers don't win the game yeah. tomorrow, I think the the pressure on him will be intense. In, from within in terms of the range of supporters internally in the building yeah I think there'll be question marks over them I think that's wrong in my opinion um, I always ask it was the same when Steve Clark uh, when people were questioning his suitability for the Scotland job after the defeat in Dublin in June you'd say okay who's better hey, Mark, Mark, who do you get Mark, but Sean you here's, here's it one yeah. who's better than Giovanni Van Brock that realistically you could bring in as manager who's better well to be honest Mark I- 
would, uh, I would bring in, even though he played for Celtic, right? I would actually bring David Moyes in. I'm not saying David Moyes would take a job, but I would bring somebody like David Moyes in. Yeah, but Sean, that, but Sean, there, yeah, but yeah. Sean, that's exactly my point. You've killed your argument. With the greatest of respect, is David Moyes going to leave West Ham and go to Rangers? Could Rangers afford the compensation probably and continue? No, no, exactly. I, no. Listen, yeah. not a probably. Absolutely. So what I'm saying is, if you want to get rid of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, realistically, who can you get that's better? David Moyes isn't going to come. No, no, you answered a good question. Um, well, yeah. we could go down the phone route, but the phone route doesn't always work at Rangers or Celtic. So, yeah, as I answer, I'm not sure. And it's not if I've got to go for uh, Sam Allardyce, because let's be honest, he's a relegation manager, so we're not going to go down that road. Well, you're two points off Celtic. Um, you were in the Europa League final four months ago. You're well, at Anfield Paul, I think it's Tuesday. shocking we're even having this conversation, yeah, yeah. that Rangers fans are even thinking along those kind of links. Sean, do you think Rangers are going to win tomorrow? Because was in the honour shoot, and it was uh, G, uh, rank, um, who, uh, the Celtic manager. Mm-hmm. Celtic, see if Celtic were three or four points behind Rangers right now. I bet you any money you would have people on uh, yeah. radio and talk yeah. sport tonight calling for uh, the Celtic manager to be sacked 100%. So you cannot say uh, Rangers yeah. fans shouldn't be having this answer. This is. Uh, what you do in Glasgow sure. or Man United or Barcelona. Rangers are struggling this season. If we was tomorrow, Gio must be sacked. What's your scoreline tomorrow though? Well, I'm I'm as a confident Rangers fan I will go three one, but I would not be as wide if Rangers draw to each tomorrow. But you're going three one, you reckon. Stephen, welcome to Glasgow, the phone in uh, on Go Radio. But Sean, he's a paying customer, he's entitled to his opinion. Are you surprised though by what he's saying? No, not in terms of I can see you can put a positive spin on you can look at it and say yeah Rangers go top tomorrow right but and when you look at the, the league Rangers and Celtic's toughest games away from home other than against each other is at Tynecastle. Mm-hmm. Rangers are going into a game tomorrow where fans are guessing over three or four different positions mm-hmm. they don't know who the goalie's going to be who's going to play up front who'll play at right wing there's so many quits who'll play centre half next to Conor Goldson so many key areas of the team that nobody knows who's going to play what their best team is and that's where, and that's where I can sympathise with Sean and why he's worried Let's hear from GVB injury update. It's really, really quick. No new injuries. Players who came back from the international uh, game, they're all fit to feature tomorrow, so that's good. That's good news. But what about the injured players? Ben is back in the squad with John uh, Suter. I think expect them after the the World Cup, long term still. Same for for Philip. I don't know the time scale for for his injury. Kamar Roof is training now. Big parts of the 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 training session with us. We need to keep assessing him in 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 in. His load as well and to see when he's back but uh, hopefully it's rather sooner than later especially for Kamar himself but also for me as a coach but Mark he knows the score it is about winning yeah I mean, I'd go Ben yeah. same Ben there so yeah. Ben Davis is left footed he he so yep. he should bring a natural balance mm-hmm. alongside Conor Golson yes he's not got a lot of football under his belt but he's a £4 million player he's played for Preston he's been in the books at, at Liverpool Tomorrow's more important than the Liverpool game on, on Tuesday but still you, you have one eye on Tuesday because what you don't want to do or what Giovanni doesn't need regardless of score tomorrow you don't need a spanking at Anfield sure. on Tuesday night you, you can tolerate a defeat you can't tolerate a spanking so well, look at Celtic against Real Madrid yeah. for example it was yeah. 3-0 but I think everyone said they competed it was competed. a good performance it yeah. was a good part. it was different from the way Rangers played the following evening when they yeah. lost 4-0 in Amsterdam so they can't have that again but tomorrow um, as much as Leon King good kid 
but he's not left-sided. So yeah, I, that's, I would go Ben Davis. That's where the Golson. confusion comes from because why not then give Ben Davis, who was on the bench against Dundee United, his first start yeah. as opposed to looking to throw him in at Tynecastle? Which you look at Carol Starfelt, who had a great season last year at Celtic. You throw him in at Tynecastle, and you see what can happen at Tynecastle. We all know it's just such a hard place to go. It doesn't make sense. As, as happy as you are to see a young Scottish player come in. Why does Ben Davis not then get his game in a, in a on paper easier game against the United at home? That's one of the big conundrums, isn't it? Rangers fans do wonder that the new signings. He talks about Yilmaz as well. You know, players they've paid big money for, but they've hardly seen Mark. It's most unusual. Yeah, I mean, I think the the difference with Yilmaz is Paul. He's been fit and available. Yeah. Davis hasn't, sure. and maybe. Maybe Davis just wasn't ready to start, Stephen. Maybe he just needed that extra seven days under his belt before. To, but I get it. It's not an easy place to, to, to be thrown in tomorrow. But if you've played for Liverpool and you've cost four million quid, you should be ready to get it any time. So if I'm Ben Davis, I've, I want to start. And if I'm Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, I want, to, I want to get Goldson and Davis on the pitch together as quickly as possible. Unless, unless Ben Davis has arrived at the club and they don't like the look of him. But, but, but who signed them then? <laughs> Well, that, that, that's the question oh, that, that, that's swirling about um, over Ibrox uh, for the past few weeks between Ross Wilson, the, the, the director of football, and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, the head coach. Now, obviously, there's conversations, you know, that there's a bit of come and go when it comes to that. Everybody's involved. It's not the way it used to be and the manager mm. does everything. The, the, the director of football was heavily involved, as we know that Ross Wilson is. Who had the final say on Ben Davis? I've absolutely no idea. Only people internally at Rangers will know that. I'm just I'm just trying to read it you don't know what's going on inside you don't know who's training well how good anyone, I, I've not seen much of Ben Davis um, but what did, Leon King came on against Napoli he did well um, and he starts the next game if James Sands isn't going back into the team I, I, my guess would be that Leon King keeps his jersey he, he's been given a nod to ahead of Ben Davis who was also on the bench against Napoli to get a run out and then he's gone out and played against Dundee United backed by the manager so I, I would think it looks like Leon King that's the word from Stephen McGinn, captain of Falkirk. And the former Rangers captain in that chair two nights ago said, look for Leon King. He thinks it will be Tavernier Goldson, King and Barisic. Sean, listen, thanks for calling. You've got Glasgow talking. 0808 17, 17, 700. You get the big money in football management at the top. Uh, but also you get the brick batch. You've got to take them. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just thinking of Sean's line there. Yeah. If Rangers lose tomorrow, sack the manager. Mm-hmm. That's a Rangers supporter coming on saying that if Rangers lose tomorrow, he think he wants the manager to be sacked. And he also thought Rangers will win three one. Yep. So you mentioned about training there, Stephen. You've got the shorts on because what was it like this morning? Were you caught in the storm that hit central and west of Scotland? Short, shorts are just a pure comfort thing in the, yeah. in the car for for going through to Falkirk. But yeah, we cut short training today. Um, don't do a usual Friday like the manager likes to do. Just. The weather was it was quite hard to hear the man just speaking. Um, yeah, just a mad storm, and then you get you look out the window just now, and it's a lovely night. Yeah. <laughs> was that good news when you can't hear the manager sometimes, Mark? <laughs> when oh, he shouted to you, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about that. Who was the biggest shouter when you were on in, in management? Who would give you pelters in, in, in football when you were in, playing? Oh, yeah. uh, who who that have. Uh, Probably the ones that freed me, Davy Hay, oh. Tommy Gemmell. <laughs> what do they know about football? Yeah, eight? Two of the greatest defenders I, I eh? in um, Scottish football, Celtic. Uh, Davy Hay was good. Tony, Fitz, I liked Tony Fitzpatrick. Uh, yeah. I liked Tony. Tony uh-huh. was great, really good. Not bad being freed by David Hay, 
and also Tommy Gemmell and, and, and another and Lisbon Line management as well ah. John Clark at Shorts Junior so I've been right. managed by two Lisbon Lions and let go with both of them but, and John as well <laughs> was he good surely you went let go from Shorts were you yeah I only came in for a few games I only came in for a, for yeah. a, for a few games and uh, I played there I got a nice wee <laughs> sign on for you and went on holiday <laughs> <laughs> Stephen who's the loudest manager you've had I know you're still playing so we've got to watch but who's the one that was really Good old fashioned manager. Yeah, well, f- football's kind of changed. You, you don't really get the, the the mad shouting it used to be. I mean, even players. When I first started, the players used to um, be mad with the shouting. But Gus McPherson, when I was a young kid, uh, he used to he used to punch the dugouts if I gave the ball away. <laughs> uh, that, was, that wasn't great. <laughs> was he in A and E quite a lot? <laughs> well, no, I, no, I hope, no, I, hope no, I didn't no. give the ball away that yeah, much. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, Gus McPherson, great character, ex Comarnock, St Mirren. Um, Queen of the South as well. Yep. Uh, yeah, about to get St John's and they said the football operations, Gus, starts, starts um, next oh, week. Is that breaking news? Is that another no, one? No, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's good. Been, been the goal for a couple of weeks. Good yeah, not. so good, for, good, yeah. To see, good to see Gus back in the game. Um, really yep. good football man, knows his stuff. Great to hear from Stephen, though, from the eye of the storm this morning. Did you see it, Mark? It must have affected the everybody's storm. training. Yeah, played, yeah. The, played the game of sixes in it. Um, today yeah. so oh, we, we, yeah. we, we eventually he uh, gives us a few names get, at this point get, as well who was on today Lee McCulloch who, who, no yeah. no he was uh, Ali McCoy James, James McFadden never, James he, McFadden. No, never heard of him no, Simon no. Donnelly oh it's Simon yeah uh, I remember uh, James McFadden who else but uh, for, oh, so oh. James, James was in the losing team and Simon was in the winning team oh right yeah. you were in the winning team weren't you I can tell <laughs> he's in good form so much so he nearly bought a coffee Stephen McGinn <laughs> <laughs> is here uh, Barry's uh, he's in manoeuvres at the moment isn't he but you'll be yep. back with us on Monday yeah yep yep Looking forward to the weekend. Score predictors coming up. You're going to give us your scores. Oh, yeah, we'll see. There is £1,300 at stake tonight. So whoever's coming on, and you can register at thisisgo.co.uk. You can Another be winning card, Ah, It's a great one, isn't it? We're Brilliant. really looking forward to it. Right, we'll turn our attention to Ange Postacoglu just after this. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.com. Thanks, Chris. Go Radio Football Show. The weekend is here, 24 and a half minutes past five. This is Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and the Falkirk captain, Stephen McGinn. It's all been a bit Scotland for the last week. Two wins and the draw. It's been fantastic. Captained, of course, by John McGinn. That was good what Sean said about your brother. You must have been so proud the other night, Stephen, your wee brother. Yeah, I was. Um, uh, dug in, had to work really hard, didn't yeah. get a lot of joy in the other half, but um, especially uh, happy for Ryan, big Ryan Portis. Uh, comes under a lot of pressure for a young lad and I thought he was outstanding uh, really happy for him and uh, a massive result that uh, isn't the case for Scotland it's usually get uh, a tough night and a, off of Ukraine you usually lose 1-0 an unlucky defeat but yeah. A brilliant result and just so much to look forward to. Ryan Porteous, he's been backed by his manager, as you would expect, but it was a wee bit strange that Lee Johnson was saying that the board need to push the boat out to keep him, that's fair enough. After admitting he's been underpaid for years, I was surprised that he said that about Ryan Porteous. Yeah, it's it's not a kind of quote that you'd imagine a manager, a manager to come out with, and particularly someone with Lee Johnson, he has experienced... Um, you know, the, depending on the type of chief executive or chairman and board members you've got, they, they kind of say, "What business is it of yours? Mm-hmm. What he's been paid in previous years, and why you're getting involved?" And listen, the one about let's do what we can to keep him, let's push the boat out, absolutely. But then to refer to, he's been underpaid for for years. Mm-hmm. That's um, nowadays that's dangerous territory for a manager to go into. 
Let's turn to Celtic play St Mirren tomorrow. There'll be what nearly sixty thousand there. People, you you do miss the league games, don't you? And the Celtic fans will be desperate to get back and win after the surprise loss nearly a fortnight ago at the New Love Street. Uh, let's hear from the manager, uh, Ange Postecoglou, who of course just back from Down Under, where he was in a bit of a tour promoting the Sydney Cup. First of all. Injury update. Going back to the last game, Carl Starfell is obviously still out. He'll probably still be a couple of weeks. Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers uh, will miss out again tomorrow. He's a little bit more advanced, so we'll, we'll see how he is after the weekend. Jack Marcus is the other one who... Uh, uh, he was the only one who came back from international duty uh, with a bit of a niggle. Again, um, won't play tomorrow, but um, again, confident he should be uh, right after that. So you wonder who will play at the back then, Mark? Just looking at you first of all. He mentioned Abil Gard, who is in yeah. the squad. Yeah. Um, Welsh obviously fit. Yeah, I mean Welsh um, can go in there. Obviously, he knows the score. He doesn't let Celtic down. Abil Gard, I've no idea how he's shown up mm. in training. I know he's been on the bench um, a few times. I don't think centre defence is his natural position. So it maybe look like you know just to avoid kind of disruption to keep the disruption as, as, as low as possible and maybe just go with uh, with Stephen Welsh um, but losing Cameron Carter-Vickers um, is a blow they missed him against St Mirren um, tomorrow's not a gimme at home in Motherwell and even more than, well not more importantly but they would certainly need him um, for midweek uh, against Leipzig Let's hear the manager speak about Abiel Gard because it wasn't just that sort of Oliver came in late he hadn't really done a pre-season with any club he'd sort of been training on his own and you know I think it would have been unfair on him and he probably you know in terms of his physical conditioning he wouldn't have been anywhere near the levels to, to throw him in before now um, but he's done good work the last couple of weeks um, here at Lennox Town with the guys who, who sort of stayed back and you know he's edging now towards getting some game time you know he'll be in the squad tomorrow potentially uh, we can get him some game time but I think you'll see him feature over the next sort of few games and um, yeah he'll be important to us because uh, uh, you know, we, the reason we signed him was because we knew that, you know, with the, the fixturing the way it is, that you know we're likely to get some, like I said, injuries or players we need to to sort of look after, and um, particularly in the midfield area. So, we're good to get him involved. Stephen, any chance they see Boston Lowell, perhaps the youngster? Yeah, well, his brothers at uh, Falkirk with me, and yep. he, he'd mentioned at the start of the week that he's been in training with the first team. So, um, I think if Celtic hadn't had the result they had in Paisley uh, two weeks ago, you, with Carter Vickers and Starfield out, you'd be thinking Welsh and Jens picked pick, uh, themselves. But it was a tough afternoon for both of them, um, individually and as a partnership. So, um, it's probably one of the areas that might be hard to predict tomorrow. Gikamakis will be missed, won't he, Mark? Because, you know, he came off the bench a lot, but he's scoring goals, he's up there. And yeah. he is a real miss for them. Yeah, yeah, he is, you know. And the thing about Gikamakis as well, which which they do quite a lot, is they'll bring him on for half an hour. They can trust him, you know, it gives Kyogo an hour. Then, again, looking ahead to midweek, Paul, it's demanding. Um, you've got Leipzig at home. Um, or is it home or they're away? They're away, aren't they? Away. Away, yeah, so yeah. it's going to be a tough yep. game. So if you can, you know, get a couple of goals up tomorrow then rest uh, three or four key players which is the beauty of being allowed to make five substitutions but if you've not got Jack and Marcus then you know mm. you're taking away the luxury of bringing him on and apart from anything else he's a great finisher you put the ball in the box and give him a chance nine times out of ten he sticks it away but they've got Kyogo he's fit Furuhashi's up for it yeah I'd have been pleased to see Kyogo come back from uh, international duty fit but I'm also a massive fan of Giamakis and the one thing I like about him is how, how hungry he is to score goals I know it should be a I think for for everyone, especially strikers. But even in Paisley last week, he 
he's only on five minutes and he's a, a major chance to, to score. He's always in the right areas and um, yeah, as I said, he's he's got a real hunger to score goals. You just missed out playing against them, didn't you? Last season then, just with Kilmarnock st- still in the championship. Do, do you regret that a wee bit just now? Do you ever think, I was so close to playing against the top Rangers players, top Celtic? I know you have many times at Hibs and St Mirren. Yeah, I mean, it was part of the, you never know your future. It's part of the, um, why you wanted to win the league with Kilmarnock. You want mm. to go up and test yourself uh, again. But I did go down to Rugby Park for that game. They did play against Celtic and... I wasn't jealous um, of the boys that afternoon I have to say that (laughs) (laughs) Must be tough playing against them Okay, the St Mirren game has been talked about Let's uh, speak to the manager about that Ange was asked about that defeat Trying to assess each game uh, the same way You know, whether you win or lose I think you you try and sort of learn from every game you football you play And just because we've been winning games Doesn't mean that, you know We've been dismissing the fact that we we still have areas to improve in And, uh, you know, the last game was a disappointing one for us And, you know, not just the result, but the performance. And, you know, we analysed it as we kind of would have in any other game, gave the feedback to the players and now preparing for, for the game tomorrow. Mark? Yeah, I mean, Celtic have just got to show that, that was a one-off. Uh, Paul, you know, the manager changed the team. I know some people, you know, put the blame at the manager's door. I don't go along with that. You know, that's why he's got 2022 20, players. That's why they've got a massive wage bill and pay two, three, four million quid for, for so-called squad players to come in with the greatest respect to St Mirren and go there and uh, win the game certainly not lose it um, so tomorrow um, particularly if Rangers end up going top of the league a wee bit of pressure on Celtic just to go and show that they can put that behind them and set them up nicely for what is a massive game midweek in the Champions I mean Celtic are in a right chance uh, of finishing second I think it's there for them to go and do it it's a three team mini league um, and uh, a positive result uh, in Germany or on Tuesday night we'll, we'll, we'll see them uh, take a massive step towards it Stephen two things there what about he made nine changes at Ross County didn't he about six weeks ago and it worked Celtic scored four that night yeah um, I think that's he's been trying to make the squad stronger so, so he can do that but I think it wasn't just the defeat I mean to lose one domestic uh, league game in a calendar year um, is good going I think it was a manner that shocked everyone um, St Martin by the end up looked really comfy um, when you're watching the game you're always waiting for that kind of the Alamo to come but Celtic just never really got going at all and I think the way they've been playing it just caught everyone by surprise they just everyone was so confident that Celtic were just flicking switches and, and going through gears and, and, and that just didn't happen for whatever reason it's at might have been not all the changes or just just human nature just couldn't get going on a day that happens sometimes doesn't it in football and in every everything that you do some days it's not happening yeah and yeah, you look back at some games and you just think I just couldn't get going for, for whatever reason um, I, my, my routine was the same I felt good in the warm up but um, and and you got got to give a lot of credit to St Martin yeah. they, they did a lot of the things that uh, you speak about if you're going to hurt Celtic you have to be good at it you have to defend really well you have to uh, disrupt the momentum in the game and you have to cause them some problems and uh, big Ayunga for, for some man was excellent mm-hmm. in the day and caused them all sorts of problems We'll talk about RB Leipzig we'll talk about Rangers Liverpool during the programme uh, just two points in it at the top of the table Celtic on um, 18 points Rangers on 16 a Rangers fan is on we will hear from Ange Postagoglu speaking about the speculation about where he could end up one day he talks about that we'll hear it shortly Scott's on the line a Rangers fan hi Scott Hi guys, how you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I want to talk about uh, Gio. Yeah. And I heard uh, a caller was on saying that if you don't win tomorrow, he should get the sack. Yep, that's right. Sean said that and, earlier. Yep. And I completely agree with him. Do you? I think yeah. it's 
three points or a P45. I think it's as simple as that. Why? It's um, There's a lot, of, couple of things. The results, first of all, you can, I don't think a Rangers manager should be able to survive a 4-0, especially one at Celtic Park, another 4-0 and a 3-0. Three biggest games of the season. And also, the way he's using his squad, it's confusing. Like, he drops a Kamara or a Jack or a Tillman because they haven't been playing well, which is fair enough. They don't deserve to play not playing well. But he plays Ryan Kent and Connor Goldson, who I don't think have been good all season. Mm-hmm. That can't, oh, surely that can't be good for a dressing room. If, someone, if you're in there and you see you getting dropped because you're not playing well, and yet other players who aren't playing well play every week, surely that can't be good for the morale in the change room and players start to lose faith in manager and things like that. Would you accept the the defeats, though, were to Celtic, Ajax and Napoli? Obviously good teams, but once it's Napoli to a lesser extent, but it's we didn't compete in the Celtic game or the Ajax game. Played well, played, played better in the Napoli game against the top side. But if we're playing against Celtic, who we're challenging the league with, and it was men v boys for 90 minutes, and then we're going to Amsterdam, and it's men v boys again, it was 4-0, and we were lucky to get away with 4-0 in both games. I don't think that can be accepted at Rangers. Mark? Yeah, let's put, you know, I think Sean's call earlier and then Scott come on to back him up. There's, there's definitely there's a groundswell out there that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is not the right man. Um, for Rangers, there's been really from very, very early in his tenures, particularly since the the 3 0 defeat to Celtic in early February. Um, I just don't think he's been able to win many over, even the run to the European final. Um, yeah, it was good midweeks in Europe, but then the Rangers fans will hop back to the, the drop points at Ross County and uh, other places. Won the Scottish Cup, which was vital. We said that. I think had he not won the Scottish Cup, I think he might have struggled to hold his job, but they won it convincingly against Hearts. But at the moment, He's constantly under pressure as if he's just one game away from the fans absolutely turning on him. And that's the price, unfortunately. Mm. As a club, you're rewarded handsomely, financially, for getting into the Champions League. As a manager, you're putting yourself up there because you're getting into a different level and you're leaving yourself wide open. Because at a club like Rangers, as we can hear from the callers, mm. they expect to to go and do really, really well. And everything. They can't accept a 4-0 in Amsterdam that could happen to any team on any given night. They don't find that acceptable I kind of understand it but I think there's got to be a bit of realism as well and as I say they've got a top manager there realistically who can you get that's better than Giovanni a man who's taken you to a European final four months ago Stephen are you surprised at the reaction of some of the Rangers fans no I, I, I sympathise with it I think Scott says confusion um, because this the PSV away game wasn't six to a year uh, six months to a year um, before the Celtic away games and the Ajax away games how can that same team mm-hmm. who went to PSV who had just beaten Ajax in the Super Cup yeah. how can that same team deliver what they delivered at Celtic Park and in Amsterdam and he also touched on the confusion with the team I find that a bit, you're, you're guessing the team regularly you, 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 and you're quite often wrong with the Rangers mm-hmm. team that that must be quite confusing for the Rangers support Scott just on the point of who do you get in because obviously Sergio's a good manager but I don't think it's a case of getting a better manager in I think it's more of a case of I don't from what I've seen it doesn't look like the players are playing for him in the way they were for Gerard. and 
think I, I was, that, uh, can't, that can't mm. keep going well, Scott, I think you—you you know I would really disagree with you strongly. Do you think back to the performances this time last year under Steven Gerrard? Wasn't it good enough? And actually, oh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst re- in there. Re- I remember lost to, to, to Hibs in a semi-final, put out Europe against 10-man Malmo. Um, so when you look at that, you could see certain players, for whatever reason, had switched off. And I think Giovanni and his staff galvanised Rangers. All right, now you could argue... They took over when they were top of the league. Did they win? I get that argument, but in point, your point there about not playing for Giovanni. Were you saying that the two legs against Borussia Dortmund? Did you say that about him then? Did you say that in the Scottish Cup final about him? A penalty kick away from winning a European trophy. So look, I get it. Things aren't going well just now, and you're quite right mm-hmm. to raise question marks over him. But I just think it's a wee bit unfair, and it's just a wee bit unrealistic. What you've also got to accept, and I know it's hard for Rangers supporters to accept it, but at the moment. Celtic is a right good team now, I don't know what age you are Scott but you think back to, to, to Celtic teams of the past going up against Walter Smith's nine in a row team Dick Advocate in the first two years Celtic fans were, were raging they were angry there was constant question marks over the board and the manager the level of spend etc etc but something you've just got to accept they're a right good team we just need to keep hanging in there we just need to ke- keep hanging in as best we can that, that's not something that's ever going to be accepted in, in I, I know city, but, 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 it's, yep. but it's more realistic than just Firing every time you lose game or get rid of the manager There's, things are deeper than that you know Stephen you've been in football for 20 years full time it's deeper than that you know it's not about, the manager's always the one who's a casualty but sometimes that's not the right answer it goes deeper within a football club that's a great point you made though and would you agree Scott when you think back the Stephen Gerrard time it was time to go wasn't it they had peaked that team and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst gave it a boost and had a great run to Europe but I get Stephen's point as well there I don't think you know what you're going to get the Rangers team you're not sure what the lineup is you don't know what the style of play is and that must be frustrating you Scott yeah style of play is my main one like with the Stevie go back to Gerrard I could tell you in four or five bullet points how Steven Gerrard plays and what his formation is how the team's tactics whatever with Gio it's I couldn't tell you Jenny I don't ask, I've watched them for just under a year now and I, to this, to the, I still don't know what his system is, what his favourite, what his favourite starting eleven is. And just on the point of it, obviously Celtic at the moment, I think anyone with a pair of eyes can see Celtic are probably a better team than us. But they've had same level of investment, same lot of money come in. Why is that? Because they've got a better manager, and their boards invest in the team better than we are. And it's not as if Celtic had a massive start point from what two seasons three seasons ago you could say they've invested better than we have which and they've got a better margin than we do and just to who I would get I'd look at the Bodo manager that is it Knutson his name is he's been highly rated across Europe and he's done a great job with Bodo we saw him at Celtic not just because they beat Celtic but he was heavily linked with the Brighton he was heavily linked with the Brighton job as well before they got I can't mind the boy's name so I would yep. look at him Definitely, because it's not as if we need a big name. Because you look at Ange, Ange wasn't a big name. Ange was, no one had heard of him. And look at the job he's doing. And I think we can get someone like him, like that Knutson, who I think would come in and do a great job. Yep. Kettle Knutson is the guy. I heard him mentioned for the Brighton job. Uh, Scott, 
That said, in fact, let's hear from your manager about tomorrow. He knows um, they've got to win. We had some disappointing results the last week, you know, especially the away game against Celtic. Of course, Champions League, two big defeats. I think the, the win against Dundee United helped us in, in the sense of getting back to the three points. I think that's all we can do, just to stay focusing on, on winning our games. That's the most important thing we have to do, and we have to continue with that. Scott, so what's your scoreline tomorrow at Tynecastle? He's not sure. If we, if we scrape a 1 0, I'll be happy. 1 0, and then on to Liverpool. Need to take a break. Thanks, Scott. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Well, it's all kicking off tonight, isn't it? We're back uh, to, the, after the international success, it's the domestic competition this weekend. Hearts Rangers at 12.30 tomorrow. Mark's quite surprising, two callers already, it's just two, yeah. who are saying that if Rangers don't win tomorrow, they think GVB would be could be for the hook. Well, they, well, they want them. Yeah. Zach, they want them gone um, if Rangers don't win tomorrow. Just as, as a groundswell there, Paul, um, it almost kind of feels like, in terms of the callers that we get, and not just tonight but I think over a period of, of months and months um, they're just not having Giovanni Van Brock mm. it just constantly seems as if he's on the edge fighting to, to impress them fighting to win them over fighting to keep them on side bottom line is it's, it's what counts internally it's what the Rangers board um, think of him uh, and that always doesn't just uh, apply to the results on a Saturday afternoon there's a lot more to it mm-hmm. being a football manager and a head coach but certainly in the eyes of the supporters um, I don't think unfortunately I don't think there's a great deal of confidence in him Do you think he's been given his head though at Rangers? Do you think that he's involved enough with the signings? I know we don't know What's your well, instinct? It's different, it's, yeah. it's different every club that's why you have a director of football you know, mm-hmm. you know the easy question is who gets the final say? Yep. Well, you get together you discuss and you know it's not just I don't think it's as straightforward as who gets the final say there's different people involved now they all want to get their tuppence worth in ultimately I think I'm old school when it comes to it, the manager should have the final say um, the, whether the manager gets it or not uh, in terms of Giovanni von Bronco's case I, don't, I genuinely don't know you know I, I, you know, and you'll probably never find out because nobody will ever put that, You know, they're happy to put their hands up if somebody does well if there's somebody not doing well, everybody goes into hiding and it's nothing to do with me. That's what happens. Heads of recruitment, directors of football, chief scouts, managers, whatever you want to call them. Um, but I, I always think um, that the manager carries a can if it doesn't go well. And therefore, when it's his job, it's on the line. Really, a director of football gets sacked if you, if you lose three or four games. So when the manager's job's on the line, at least give him the courtesy and the benefit of trying to get the guy in the door that he really wants. Stephen? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, as players... You always assume the manager signs the players. You always think uh, whether he's good, bad, or indifferent. A player come through the building, you always think the managers, and you want it to be the manager's final say. As you say, you want to be competing with um, the best players at the club and who the manager signed, and and and, the st- and he fits into the style of play. Everyone's wanting the same goal. They want your club to be successful. So y- you would hope that the manager always um, has a final say. But as I say, you're speculate, uh, speculating about what happens at each individual club, but you'll never really find out. Your brother. Paul is playing tomorrow against the champion Celtic. You'll be looking forward to that game. Motherwell have done well under Stevie Hamill, but uh, that bad result against Hearts the other week, that'll be a huge game tomorrow. Yeah, uh, obviously it's as tough as it can get going to the champions. Um, but they have been playing well. Um, the, the, the Hearts game was a surreal game. You know, I watched it and... Um, I saw the highlights. Paul, yeah. Paul misses a 
Bad chance, but like when when people say ah it wasn't a fair result, you're actually thinking it's not even just a three 0 Like mother will deserve to take something from the game. Yep. So hopefully getting into this next uh, spell of fixtures before the World Cup, they can start to take their chances and, and get what their players deserving at the minute. Your brother is guaranteed to mention the sitter that you missed, <laughs> isn't it, Marcus? Always it's I good that yeah. You can't be just leaving a bit in your yeah. brother, can you? You can't. You can't. Can just just yeah. just uh, call it. Listen, there'll be. I think the the three McGinn yep. brothers. I think they're all um, oh, let's go honest yeah. with each other, and that's it's that's good. the way yeah. you want because they know the game. They all know the game um, inside out. But I think you've got to cut Paul a bit of slack. I mean, he has a full back. He has a right yeah. back. But I remember him with with Hibs last season. He yep. popped up with a few goals. Mm. Popped up with a couple of crackers. Uh, aye. I'm- Cutting slack and uh, <laughs> one, one, of my, one of my friends yeah. actually made a gif of it. Sorry. We'll check that out and maybe get it in the socials. No, we won't get it in the socials. Loads of Motherwell fans listening in tonight to the programme. Uh, some news in the last hour or so. Rearranged fixtures. Remember the weekend yeah. when the Queen died. So the Aberdeen Rangers game is going to be on Tuesday, the 20th of December, mm. 8 o'clock at Petaudry. And then the following evening, 7.45, Celtic against Livingston. So, wow, Rangers fans having to go to Aberdeen just before Christmas, the 20th. And it's live on Sky, but Paul, right. on the Saturday scheduled mm. for Christmas Eve, the Rangers fans have been asked to travel to Dingwall, Ross County. I think that'll get brought forward to the Friday night. Right. Possibly, you know, television maybe look to take uh, that game. I don't think TV will want games on, on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that suits Rangers having Petodri on a Tuesday uh, and Dingwall on a Friday, maybe rather have the, the 24 hours mm-hmm. uh, extra rest, but we all know that TV rules. So it could well be that Rangers fans, well, they will be. They're asked to go to Petodri, and then whether it's three or four days later, they're having to go to Dingwall. It's a big ask. Um, but that's after the World Cup break, so they'll be they'll be champing at the bit to get back and see that see that see their team. Stephen playing around Christmas time. You, how do you feel about it? Is it tough going out to training on Christmas Day? Um, I, it's it's changed. It used to be Christmas Day. Well, my first five six years of, uh, in in football was you you were in, and that was just what was expected. So it's part of the part of the job, part of the, the downfall, I suppose that you can't have. But um, the way it falls this year with the fixtures on Christmas Eve is far better than. In Boxing Day, um, yeah. the thing that jumped out to me there when you talked about Rangers rearranged is the difference in weather between a Saturday lunchtime, September at yeah. Aberdeen to uh, late December and a Tuesday night. Absolutely, yeah. Be lucky to get that game on. You know, the twentieth of December. By that, I'm no weatherman, but uh, you know, you're well, right. It's going to be windy. The temperature is going to be windy. Again, no weather. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the the climate change that, but I think now I think. Probably February is the worst month of the year for us now in terms of weather and the chances of snows coming. De- December's usually n- not too bad, all things considered. Okay. Next caller is on is Sean Batty. Hi, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I knew it was either Sean Batty or Michael Fish. It's good to see what one you went for. Michael Fish, 21st century. <laughs> Heather, the weather. We're going about next. <laughs> it's Mark Weary, Paul Curry, and uh, Stephen oh. McGinn is with us here tonight. Right, what about Ange Postacoglu? He was down under uh, promoting the Sydney Cup. Celtic will be there, Everton as well, during the World Cup, given that we're not going to be the World Cup um, and there was speculation about where would he be in the future and the Celtic fans nobody would want to see him leave uh, Scotland at the moment but in time would he go to England he's been mentioned about Leicester if if and when Brendan Rodgers goes and my goodness he looked, didn't look great today on the telly did he the body language with Brendan Rodgers bottom of the table um, what's his the speculation about Ange Postacoglu yeah, it's fair to say speculation about my future has been with me from day one for different reasons so uh, for me 
oh, I don't worry about the stuff. It doesn't enter my sort of brain space. I I take on every job that I have and every challenge to try and you know, make the football club as successful as it possibly can be. And that's that's always been my total focus. If I start thinking about you know the speculation that's there now about potentially me moving on to I don't know where, then I would have been worried about it at the start when the people were saying that I wouldn't last too long. You know, I keep talking to the players about just you know live in the moment. You know, the, the present is the most important time. What you do now is going to be the most important thing. If I don't, you know, do my job well now, then there's no point thinking about speculation. The future will take care of itself. I won't be in a job. I won't be able to accomplish the things I want to do. You know, that's always been my focus. That will always continue to be my focus. It's it's served me well, and yeah, that's what I'll continue to sort of concentrate on. Mark, what do you hear there? Yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, you just look at the contrast between both sides of the cities, and now you know Giovanni van Bronckhorst hasn't been linked with we going to the Premiership he's been he's been you know it's if he's fighting to keep his job at Rangers certainly in the eyes of some Rangers supporters Giovanni um, Ange Postacoglu is right you know uh, well aye September last year this time last year probably people were still saying is he the right man for the job can he do it he was still you know trying to win the Celtic fans over and, and get things going um, he certainly has um, managed to do that now he's achieved it uh, with some style uh, I think as long as he feels he's getting the back end of the board in terms of being allowed to bring in the type of player that he wants to bring in. Then you know I can see him being being here for for three or four years, um, and I think he's the kind of guy that would accept, for example, in the summer, not in January, but in the summer, maybe losing a Matt O'Reilly, yeah. or you know maybe losing a Kyogo. I'm not saying he would want to, but I think he would get that's part of the the plan. That's what happens, and then you go and reinvest it. And back in it. If he thought that the club was going to stand still uh, or go back the way, then he'll be off that shot. He won't hang about. And he'll have plenty of offers uh, down the road. Um, and I think um, at the moment, bearing in mind you look at his CV, what he's achieved, bearing in mind he's been part of the City Group, um, which is big, big mm-hmm. kudos down the road. Um, I, I see him um, being um, headhunted by top 10 clubs down the road rather than bottom six. Stephen, what do you make of it? You know the club well. Your grandfather was a, a chairman of the club, a director for a long time. Um, what do you feel about Ange Postecoglou? What do you think about what he was saying? Yeah, well, I agree with uh, a lot of what Mark just says, but um, what, I, what I feel about him is he's really impressive. Like everyone, it's part of the, um, you know, social media now. Um, his interviews have gone viral. You, you look under... Yeah. Um, People from other clubs, especially down south, saying, "Well, he's he's called that spot on," and I think that's why the Celtic fans love him so much. He's not only delivering on the part, but he gets it. He get he gets what it means to to the fans, and um, he doesn't bluff them. Um, yeah. They they trust him. They trust him completely. And and he's fifty seven, and he's spoken off about how tough it's been to get to a club of Celtic's size, and it's Celtic's everything he's ever wanted. So, uh, as I said, I, I don't see him going to something unless it really. Uh, excites him and and I'm I'm not even thinking I don't think you England's his destination like he's Australian I don't think I can see him uh, German the German Bundesliga club, yeah. uh, countries mm-hmm. like that I don't think England's a be all endo for Ange Postecoglou. Where will he be in the pantheon of Celtic managers? And I'm saying this because on the fifth of October, so next week, Jock Steen will be a hundred years since the the greatest manager ever in Scotland. Jock Steen was born. Is that right? Oh, yeah, fifth of yeah. October, nineteen twenty-two. Nice. Well, yeah. It's a nice, Isn't it? a nice start. Yeah. Love so it. that's a huge name to say. Yeah. But Ange Postecoglou, they absolutely love him just now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of that would would come down to longevity, yeah. Paul, and what you know. If he's there for 
let's say he's away in the summer and he goes down the road or goes to Germany or whatever uh, and he's gone with four trophies under his belt and a Champions League appearance then yeah listen he'd be fondly remembered for a brilliant two years um, but I think longevity would, would, would come into it so if you see it like I say four or five um, years you know, I think yeah. Martin O'Neill did five years Gordon Stratton mm-hmm. uh, did four Neil Lennon four or so over, over a, uh, a double period Billy McNeil over a double period so mm-hmm. look there's no, there's no doubt and I think Stephen's spot on what, what he just say he's a highly impressive individual and a highly intelligent individual both on the park and off the park and uh, he, he carries himself so well and I think any any football club and I mean right at the top across the board I think any football club would feel they were in a right good place if they had Ange Postacoglu at the hill Quick break for the news then we're back The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, go. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Stephen McGinn the Falkirk captain is with us feeling fit for tomorrow Stephen? Yeah ready to go You're at home against Clyde Yes yeah, yeah big game Big game Big club What would you get for that game tomorrow? Maybe 3,000 or? Yeah well I'm hoping we've been over four for the last couple of home games yeah. so yeah, yeah took a big support through to Dunfermline so um, yeah we're, we're wanting to put a run together and uh, hopefully a big home support there to cheer us on Mark, at this point, you're going to sell tomorrow. It doesn't take much, does it? So many great yeah. games in the Premiership. Yeah, it's a great card, Paul. You know, what a start. Half past 12 tomorrow, Tynecastle, Hearts v Rangers, you know, out with an old firm fixture. That's as good as it gets when either Celtic or Rangers go through to Edinburgh. Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, you know, Derek McInnes come back to Pataudry, Celtic, Motherwell, Celtic try to bounce back. Dundee, right to St. Johnson, Tayside Derby, Liam Fox's first game as manager, Ross County, Hibs. Let's see what Ryan Portis does following up after his heroics in midweek. And St Mirren, uh, Livy St Mirren after that brilliant win um, against Celtic, against um, Livy, who are always a tough side to, to, to break down and, and, and go and beat. So I think it's a great card tomorrow. Really, really good. We're on the socials at Go Football Show and you call us on 0808 17 17 700. Let's hear from some of the managers, GVB, on tomorrow's opponents, Hearts. Well, it's been, uh, you know, they're uh, always gives us, uh, you know, a tough game, as you can expect. Please for them to see them play in Europe, also for Hearts as a club, but also for Scottish football. We analyze them well. Always have a tough game away against Hearts. You know, the last couple of games, they were a very positive game for us. The outcome was very positive. We have to have to show the same you know, spirit we showed them before at, at their ground and uh, do everything we can to get the result there we uh, we want. Stephen, again, like him, you became a, a dad again, him being Craig Gordon, and he turned up for training straight after the Scotland International. 
Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a welcome break yeah. from, from from the crying. <laughs> yeah. Getting out to train with the boys. He's some keeper, isn't he? Craig Gordon. And he, is he getting better? It's in you know, longevity. I mean, at one point, he was a coach at Dumbarton. My brother Paul was playing there and, and it looked like his playing career was over and um, he's gone, and not, gone on and having such a good career since for Celtic, uh, Hearts and, and Scotland as well. Yep, but I didn't know that. Craig Gordon was doing a bit of coaching at Dumbarton. I mean, I knew obviously we, we were well aware that he was, you know, he had the insurance forms in front of him and he had the pen in his hand ready to sign. Um, and it was, I think it was his, his wife at the time, you said that, listen, give it one more go. Mm-hmm. What have you got to lose? Give it one more go. But I didn't realise he was in at Dumbarton. Yeah, was. it was Ian Murray was the manager of Dumbarton. Jack Ross was assistant manager and wow. Craig Gordon was a goalie coach. Oh, what a team. Yeah, yeah, what a trio there. And what a keeper he is. 39, and we've talked about the Scotland succession. We won't have time tonight, but you wonder who is going to be the next... Craig Gordon the next David Marshall and that is an issue for us we don't have one at the moment Um, we don't have a a natural successor um, at the moment and and it'll be difficult to get to that standard again Paul because they've been at sex so that said we probably thought that um, how would we replace Sandy Gorham and Jim Layton you know 20 years ago 25 years ago uh, and we managed to do it but um, we need somebody to emerge we really need somebody maybe it's going to be somebody at left field maybe it's somebody 2021 that we don't really know about just now but we'll certainly need to find somebody within the next two years A Premiership manager that you've played under has just signed a three and a half year contract with the club Who's that? You know him very well Derek McInnes It is Derek McInnes that's just broken there at six giving you the news first Derek McInnes pens a new contract extension at Kilmarnock Mark big news for Killy fans Yeah great for, for, for Kilmarnock you know they've got a real quality manager in there you know they, they found it tough um, after the success of Steve Clark couldn't quite replace him tried three different managers but they've got a good one and Derek Steve, um, Stephen was obviously there last season and helped Kilmarnock get promotion back again and Derek knows Scottish game inside out he'll know how to keep Kilmarnock up this season then look to go and try and build on it because that's all it's about just now it's about keeping them up you'll need to go and strengthen again in January but um, great news for Kilmarnock and, and very ambitious um, from them uh, as well you know that, that no doubt that'll be a, a lucrative package that he's getting at Kilmarnock and um, I'm sure he's worth every penny Stephen his qualities you know them what would you say what are your memories of uh, playing under him uh, oh, I loved it uh, we had a brilliant relationship um, he just made you feel like um he made you feel like you were the best player in the park. Um, gave me a lot of responsibility, and um, if you backed it up, if he was good to you, and you really you have to work really hard. It's, it's a total across the board, um, no excuses. Every every day, go and work really hard. But um, my only disappointment from last year was I didn't work for, work, work with him longer. Um, but loved loved my spell playing under him and uh, delighted for Kilmarnock as a football club with the fans there um, as you say it's been up, very up and down probably more down since Steve Clark left but with Derek um, there for the next hopefully three and a half years then uh, the only way is up in my opinion Did you think you could have had another year in you in the Premiership? You always back yourself you yeah. always hope you are but um, what I didn't want to do was just um, I, I'm coming to the end I've, I've only got a few years left I didn't want to be bit part anywhere um, I want to play as much football as I can before um, I give it up long time retired and um, it wasn't totally guaranteed at Kilmarnock I, want, I, I could have gave it a, my best shot but I wanted to go and play football every single week and um, wish them all the best as I said brilliant brilliant season loved the club uh, ended up in such a special way and, and wish them all the best for the future and uh, really positive news for the club a lot of people were surprised when Stephen left the club because he was consistent. Yeah. 
he's, he's explained it you know yeah. I can understand sure. you know, and, and the good thing there that you can see that the conversation that's taking place between Derek and Stephen and Derek's been totally honest Grown up. with Stephen and I'm sure yeah. that had Stephen wanted to stay Derek wouldn't have let him um, go because he'll value his experience it's not just about what Stephen can do on the park it's his experience and his calmness and his maturity off the park and running the dressing room and having the respect uh, of the players and the, and the staff uh, there but Stephen, you know, what Stephen said that reminds me of conversations years and years ago we get somebody like Oni Coyle who just wanted you know he could have stayed at bigger clubs but maybe only get a 20 minutes here and there no he just wanted to go and play in some cases he was taking a wage cut but it meant he was going to start 30-35 games he just wanted to play football and it's great to hear somebody like Stephen got that desire and appetite to drop down a division from the championship yeah. to League One but in League One you're getting more than 4,000 turning up at their home yeah. games to go and cheer them on mm. so it's great he's in a good place yeah I made that mistake when I was younger um, Nigel Clough told me that I wouldn't be playing regularly for Sheffield United anymore but because it was such a big club I wanted to give every myself every opportunity to keep playing and once a manager tells you you're not you, more than more than often you aren't going to play every week no matter what you do um, I'm not a goal scorer so I can't go in and ram three hat-tricks in, in a row and, <laughs> and make myself undroppable just leave so. that to Paul <laughs> I, yeah, no Paul I, uh, no John either <laughs> um, so yeah it's, it's from experience and, and as I said uh, at the stage of my career I don't want to be playing League One I, I want to get Falkirk out of this league and go back to Championship and see how far I can take Falkirk on my journey before I finish where they should be 08 08 17 17 700 you can speak to Skipper McGinn Stephen McGinn with us tonight and Mark Weedy Paul Cooney loads of calls coming in uh, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu about the upcoming schedule and about tomorrow's game 13 games in about 42 43 days so you know, it gives you an idea that you're going to be playing sort of every three three and a half days so as I said we've been planning for that for a while and yeah, the process for us really is just you know, look at each game and, and you know, see how people are, you know, are, are travelling from a physical standpoint, mental standpoint, um, and sort of make decisions uh, as we go along. 13 games in 42 days, Mark, but yeah. uh, you wouldn't have it any other way, would you? Oh, look, you know, that's what you want, uh, really. You know, if you're a top player and you're a top manager, you know, you must be thinking, you, <coughs> excuse me, if you're sitting there just now, you're Ange Postacoglu, you're Cal McGregor, thinking, you know, Motherwell tomorrow, Leipzig on Wednesday. You know, then we've, we've got Leipzig again, then we're going to the Bernabeu on November the 2nd. We've got a chance of staying in the, the, the Champions League. You want it, you know, you absolutely, what would you rather be sitting in the house? Sure. Doing nothing, but playing the Europa Conference League? No. You want to beat the Champions League. Might be a couple of heavy ones along the way, a couple of heavy defeats, but, you know, you've just got to ride that and get through it, stay confident, believe in yourself, and that's certainly one thing that the Celtic manager's got. And you see the difference, or you hear the difference between the Celtic supporters right now towards their manager and the Rangers supporters towards their manager, the Celtic fans have absolute belief and confidence in Ange Postacoglu. And he leads Celtic tomorrow against Motherwell. He sort of put his own imprint on the side and I guess for every new manager that's what you try and do and you've seen some some changes um, to the team. It, it's always hard when you're coming in sort of mid-season or early in the season for, for Stephen um, because, you know, you're, you're sort of inheriting a group of players but, you know, he knows them well and, um, yeah, we're expecting a tough game. Every game, as we've seen, is, is has its own challenges um, but, yeah, we're back home tomorrow and, uh, you know, our former home has been excellent for a long time now and uh, we want to continue that. Celtic Park is a fortress especially in the league for them for Motherwell Stephen from what you know about the team and your brothers playing there uh, Stevie Hamill is a, a feel good factor at Fair Park now yeah um, as I said been playing well um, disappointing the previous uh, last couple of results because they had a, such a brilliant start under Stephen but 
I can only speak for Paul. He, he's loving playing under him. Uh, there is a good feeling about it, about the place. They're enjoying getting in every day. Uh, it doesn't get any harder than Celtic away uh, tomorrow. But if they can ride out that that storm that will hit them for the first twenty thirty minutes, um, they are playing well. So you just never know. You never know the storm. Let's hope it's not the weather-wise because it was really bad today. I'm not sure how it is going to be tomorrow. Mark, we're going to get predictions in a wee while, but that's mm. one that I would imagine that no disrespect to Motherwell people would think home win. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure 99 times out of 100 you'd be back Celtic to win that game. And the thing about Celtic, as we could see at, at, at Tannadice early in the season and at Rugby Park, if Celtic click in any given game, you took four off Rangers... Celtic part a few weeks ago Celtic's capable of scoring six, seven, eight goals Paul in any given game uh, if they take the chances they create now tomorrow Liam Kelly who's a potential successor to, to Craig Gordon he's going to need to have the game of his life if, if Motherwell are to leave Celtic Park with anything tomorrow so he's going to have to pull off you would imagine four or five top saves minimum for my, and then if there's a wee chance up the other end and inevitably you will get at least one right good chance over 90 minutes They've got to be. They've got to be lethal. Whether whether it's Van Veen, whoever it is, they've got to be right on it and stick it away. Who do you think Celtic will play tomorrow at the back, Stephen? Who do you reckon? Given we know that Cameron Carter Vickers is out, Starfelt still out. I think I think uh, he'll go with um, Jens and, and Stephen Welsh at centre half. I think Juranovic will come back in, mm. and uh, obviously Greg Taylor will play. Um, there is a you could have a couple of punts at, at potential uh, partners for Maurice Jens, but I think it'll be Stephen Welsh. Mark? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, there is obviously a shout for, for Abelgar to, to come in, but even if you listen to Ange's conference there, he, he said, yes, he will be involved, Abelgard, over the next period of six weeks, but he was talking more of a, a centre mid, so if it's maybe trying to maybe take Callum McGregor off after an hour, bear in mind the amount of football he plays, Hitati, uh, O'Reilly, you know, whatever it is, just giving guys a, a rest period if they can. So, yeah, I'd agree with Stephen Jens and Welsh tomorrow. And afterwards, the attention turns to the Champions League. So let's go Rangers first because they'll be going down to Anfield. Stephen, how much would you love to be a part of a squad going to play Liverpool? Yeah, well, as I spoke on Tuesday night about my experience of these England-Scotland mm. club ties. Um, for, for whatever reason, they're far more competitive than uh, maybe Celtic Rangers against Bayern Munich and Barcelona. So it brings that extra maybe 10% and us that we, we just find from somewhere um, I don't know if we're born with it yeah. uh, to, to raise that 10% yeah. against English but um, you know it's going to be a really competitive game on Tuesday night and Rangers fans will go down uh, pack their way in possibly some sections of the home end and um, I think that's the nights that you'll, you really look at the Celtic Rangers boys and think that's that's top level up here that's going to play for clubs humongous clubs down, down south um, in these Battle of Britain ties Andy Robertson will probably be missing, won't he? He's not been in, obviously, for a couple of weeks. Uh, do Rangers go there with some hope, do you think, of getting maybe a draw or whatever? I know they're the underdogs, but Liverpool, well, how have you observed them that the opening six weeks of the season? They've definitely been not the, the Jurgen Klopp Liverpool for the last five, six years. And it's, if Liverpool don't um, beat Brighton, tomorrow's been a lot of question marks about their form this season, how they've been playing. They'll be under major pressure on Tuesday if they don't pick up three points tomorrow. So you, you just have a have a wee half an eye on how that goes on, on Saturday. And as I said, there'll be nothing, kinda, no major shock if Liverpool beat Rangers on Tuesday, but there'll be a lot of pressure on them if they fail to beat Brighton going into that Rangers game. 
Mark, that's why Andy Walker's there. The two of them had a bit of a uh, Blades love-in because, of course, Andy was at Sheffield United as was Stephen. So what do you think about Rangers? I mean, a couple of months ago, if I'd said to you, Celtic and Rangers in the Champions League, we would be just, I mean, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's going to be tough. It will be tough, Paul. You know, um, I think the Rangers fans that are travelling down and they'll pack out the away end at Anfield. I've been to Anfield many times over the past few years. It's brilliant. Um... I think they'll go down there in a bit of trepidation. You know, let's be honest. You know, and, and, and rightly so. You've got to play Liverpool, Salah, you know, Darwin Nunes, yep. <laughs> Firmino, yep. Diaz, Henderson, Caeta, you know, even yep. even Milner, Van Dijk, you know, all, all those ones. So um and and the thing you find about the, the big clubs, Paul, that they do have one or two wee stutters in the Champions League group stages, but they always find a way to get to the ten points. They always find a way. And that's why you'd imagine Liverpool will win. If you're asking me to be honest, which need to be, I can see Liverpool winning very comfortably. Um, that's in paper at the moment. But Rangers could go down there on a real high if they win at Tynecastle tomorrow. And likewise, as, as Stephen says, Liverpool a really difficult game against Brighton. And the, the hope for Rangers is that there's absolutely no doubt that Liverpool are not firing all cylinders. There's something missing. There's a spark missing. Is it pure and simply down to the fact that Manny's not there anymore? I think that's been too simplistic. I just don't think they're clicking. I even think Van Dijk looks off it. He doesn't look as supreme as he has. Alisson, maybe no making the saves he's had. Trent Alexander's getting into a period of time where he's been heavily criticised down south, dropped from the England squad. Andy Robertson, unlikely to play on the left-hand side. And there's accusations of them being a bit tired and pedestrian and one-paced in the middle of the park. So, there's, there's certainly, you can be a wee bit optimistic for Rangers. They need to pull out a hell of a performance, a Borussia Dortmund away type performance. But if I'm being realistic, I'd expect Liverpool to win comfortably. Stephen, what do you think will happen in the night? Yeah, I would think Liverpool. I, I, I just I just don't think it'll be as comfortable as... Um, as I said, I, yeah. I've, just, I've always had this belief. It's not like going to... Um, the new camp or Bayern where you're thinking you've PSG where you're thinking this could get quite heavy and it's not there's going to be a real edge to the game and I know that'll bring out the best in Anfield um, there'll be there'll be some noise in the place but I just think I always fa- I always fancy Scottish sides to be competitive against English counterparts and don't forget our Euro nights are back we'll be on with Steen one of Scotland's leading mechanical and electrical contractors and we'll be live at the Radisson Red Mark you're with us I'll be there yeah. on Tuesday night really Tuesday looking night forward to it Paul with Barry Ferguson yep. and then Wednesday we're on as well with uh, John Hartson so Celtic playing RB Leipzig. We'll speak about that game shortly. We're going to hear more from the managers. GVB has been speaking about long-term injury victim John Souter and about his pathway back. And also, he's discussing Ridvan Yilmaz, what, nearly £5 million, and he's talking about his progress. A bit more from Ange too. That's after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Motability offers from nil advance payment. Visit macklinmotors.com for more info. Let's go, go. Score Radio Football Show Friday night weekend is here looking forward to it Mark we've got all the games back tomorrow Hearts Rangers 12.30 Aberdeen against Kilmarnock and Derek McInnes goes up there with a new big contract Yeah, um, he was always well looked after at Aberdeen that's why they managed to keep him for so long because Rangers wanted him on at least one occasion probably two yep. and Kilmarnock have signed him up for at least another three and a half years yeah well Derek not back Rangers not back Sunderland uh, to stay at Aberdeen yeah. he had a fantastic relationship with, with Stuart Milne you know, a real strong Strong as any relationship in, in Scottish Solid football foundations. the past ten years. Hey, so there they really put the, the building bricks in place. And, uh, hey, so um, they no, took the roof. <laughs> they took the roof off the place. But he said himself that he should have had more trophies. Yeah. But hey, look, 
the, the thing that Stuart Milne appreciated because he was he was a chairman there twenty odd years. Yeah. You know they they were going through manager after manager after manager. And, uh, you know, I don't know the stat right off the top, of it, but more often than not, Aberdeen were bottom four. Well, they were rubbish until they arrived over a yeah. period of time, and then Derek turned them into a yeah. top two, top three club. Five or six finals, they won a cup. Yeah, probably should have won more, but you remember as well. I think it was a wee bit unlucky. He came up against the Brendan Rodgers Celtic team at the time when when, when Rangers were out. Um, but over the piece, he brought stability to, to Aberdeen and turned them into a team that won more games um, than they lost. And uh, yeah, Kilmarnock very very fortunate to have him good. You know, and I think as well, Kilmarnock and, and Derek are a, are a good fit because Kilmarnock Billy Bowie, who was at the helm under Steve Clark, he's mindful um, of what it was like after Steve Clark left. So when you've got a good manager. Hold on to him and be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I'm hoping he goes up to Petardry and gets a, a good reception from Aberdeen fans. You know, do you think he will? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I know they'd uh, criticised a bit before he left, but I think that just comes sometimes from just how long he'd been there, and it, it probably was the best for b- both party to, parties to move on. But as Mark just said, just before I moved to England, I think the 2009-10 season. Aberdeen was a game that you expected to win. I was at St Mirren at the time. County Paisley be looking to, yeah. to to beat them. Yeah, they weren't. And by the time I come back, I mean Derek had built a, a real proper squad, proper winning mentality, and uh, a game that you take a draw in uh, and be delighted with. So a, a brilliant job he did up there. And as I said, from experience, a brilliant manager and uh, an absolutely excellent Aberdeen manager. Elsewhere tomorrow then Celtic Motherwell at three Dundee United St Johnson Ross County against Hebs and St Mirren against Livingston and in the next section we'll get the score predictor I'm looking forward to it, looking forward it? To it Stephen yeah. thanks Paul yeah so, he studies the form all studies over, it, he is. Yeah, yeah. is he a wee bit of a stato because he's really good yeah, on the stats yeah, yeah, it's a compliment I think he's yeah. a, a bit of a but, bit of a stato does his research but, as you say which yeah. is a compliment indeed but I asked him the other night is he is it typical football I would imagine you know the, the 55, 60 inch telly on Sky Sports all day that and Go Radio of course but he said not really but your wife disagreed yeah she gave me a bit of stick for not seeing I watch every game going first thing he does he gets into the house is ignores the family and turns it on to 409 (laughs) Uh, other channels are available not really though not with the up to date apart from Go Radio where we keep you up to date Aberdeen Rangers it's going to now be on Tuesday the 20th of December, 8 o'clock kickoff at Petaudry, Celtic Livingston the following night, 7.45pm. In the next few days then, we talked there about Rangers going to Anfield. So Celtic, after the game, will start to prepare for the game against RB Leipzig. What are you thinking about that one, Mark? Celtic, I almost yeah. said, are they going in favourites to Germany? That doesn't often happen. Uh, I, I don't know, I've not, I've not looked at the bookies. My own view is... No, I wouldn't have no. them as favourites. Um, you know, Leipzig have got the new manager, they've got they've got Marco Rosa yep. in, haven't they? they? They get rid of Tedesco, clearly wasn't he working under him. Um I don't think they've they have fully settled yet um under Rose or Rosie, however you pronounce it. Um but uh I, I would have Leipzig slight favourites. That said, Celtic's performance away from home against Shakhtar, albeit it was in neutral a neutral venue, it was still an away game for Celtic was really, really impressive. And that's got to give them a lot of uh, encouragement. They just can't be as wasteful in front of goals. The same story over the two games. Real Madrid as well, Maida's chance. Um, and then uh, you know, the two or three chances later on to beat uh, Shakhtar. So I think they'll go there full of confidence. Um, um, can they win the game? Yeah, they can win it. But I think, in my view, more realistically, I think a point would be a right good result for Celtic. Stephen, what do you think? 
Yeah, I agree. I, I would have Leipzig as favourites. I think um, we always look at it from the, the Scottish angle and yeah. what a big game it is for Celtic. But it's a massive game for Leipzig. You know, uh, disappointed uh, their home fans against Shakhtar at home, and they'll not want to make that same mistake. And they'll they'll respect Celtic and how tough it's going to be for them in Glasgow. So I think they'll be really really keen to um, to, to get to win that game and. Um, for Celtic, you would snap the hand off for a draw going over there. Mm. Um, I think even when you look at the team and Timo Werner and Kunku yeah. that's been linked yeah. to a sixty million pound move to Chelsea. I mean, they're they're a right good side with some top players, so it's going to be a tough night for Celtic. But why I think the Celtic fans are confident is because they've been to places like Leverkusen, Betis, even mm. last year with yeah. got better again this season, and they believe that they can go anywhere and score. I, I think as well, what, you know, apart from obviously what's going on in Leipzig, which is the most important thing, but Celtic need Real Madrid to to make sure there's no slip-ups from them against uh, Shakhtar. You can't have Shakhtar taking any points uh, off Real Madrid and it makes it extremely difficult for Celtic to get that uh, second spot. So you want Madrid to make sure that they just get the job done in the back-to-back fixtures as well and make sure Shakhtar remain on four points and, and, and don't get up to five or six. And Jota made it clear in the media the other day, Stephen, he was saying, I think with the Celtic view, they need to take their chances. They didn't against Real Madrid. Yeah, you only have to watch. It's, it's a Shakhtar game. If, if you yeah. don't take your chances, you can totally dominate a football game. Yeah. But if you don't take your chances, they don't come round every two minutes. Uh, big chances, as much as you've got the ball, these teams are top European teams and they, they limit your chances. So you have to take them when they come. And with, as I said, with the firepower likes that we've got, Celtic are, are going to have to take any they get. Here's what the manager said the injury update. Going back to the last game, Carl Starfellow is obviously still out. He'll probably still be a couple of weeks. Uh, Cameron Carter Vickers uh, will miss out again tomorrow. He's a little bit more advanced, so we'll, we'll see how he is after the weekend. Jack Marcus is the other one who uh, uh, he was the only one who came back from international duty who, uh, with a bit of a niggle. Again, um, won't play tomorrow, but um, again, confident he should be uh, right after that. I, mean, to, I, yeah. I, um, I don't hear much confidence from Ange Postacoglu in terms of Cartler Vickers for um, for Wednesday night but he said you know staff out's out for weeks Cartler Vickers is a wee bit more advanced that suggests to me that the odds are stacked against Cartler Vickers being available for Wednesday night which is a serious blow if he's not available for Wednesday you know um, defensively he's a rock you know, between him and Joe Hart, he is the rock. Reads the game well, good turn of pace. So that would be a major blow. And just taking it purely on what Ange just said there, I wouldn't expect Cartler Vickers to be to to be uh, to be playing on Wednesday. Stephen, is that what you read into it as well? Yeah, uh, and it would be a ma- major blow for Celtic. Yeah. Um, I think the the highest compliment you can give Carter Vickers is um, that people actually speak about him being Celtic's most important player. I mean, you, you consider what Callum McGregor and guys like Jota bring to the table that. Some Celtic fans um, have Carter Vickers as the vital player in the squad. Hearts, can I mention, given that we're doing Europe, they've got a big game as well in this coming week. So it's great Celtic, uh, Mm. Rangers Tuesday night, Liverpool, Celtic, Germany on Wednesday, and then Thursday it's the Hearts. Yeah, uh, Fiorentina back to back. I I think Hearts go to Florence um, first of all um, on Thursday, so they're away. Um, In Italy, um, a great experience, um, you know, for Robbie Nielsen and his staff. Learning all the all the time, you know, for the players to have that um, experience. So I think the Turkish team in the group are pretty exceptional. I think you know Hearts were blown away by the standard um, that, that they've got. Fiorentina will be very good um, as well. So again, if Hearts can come back with anything from Italy, anything on the road, then that would be an absolutely brilliant result for them and wish them all the best. Big game 
and one that they'll enjoy, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Uh, going to Latvia and getting that three points, um, I mean, I mean, as good as this is and getting European group stage, you don't want to you don't want to let it pass you by and not enjoy it. And I think it looked like the Hearts players and fans certainly enjoyed yeah. the night in, in uh, Riga. And with the the result RFS had against Fiorentina, uh, there's hope. It's not yeah. these are the top Serie A teams, so you've got no chance. I mean, you, you go up there and as you say, take your chances and and be organised. And Craig Gordon has another big night then you just never know yeah so the Tynecastle obviously tomorrow against Rangers and then Tynecastle during the week for the first leg um, you're an ex-Hibs player did you play some European football during your time at Hibs no a really short spell at um, the Covid season um, oh, of course Hibs, sorry yeah, yeah. yeah uh, obviously John and Paul both experienced yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the European nights some some uh, big nights and that's what what Hearts had last week in Latvia's or two weeks ago in Latvia's mm. what every other club outside Celtic Rangers really crave that trip away they can go away with their friends that they go to all these Scottish games with and, and enjoy the European trips and, and winning football it's absolutely brilliant isn't it the European and Mark you and I were lucky enough to cover it often abroad oh. with uh, well obviously mainly Celtic Rangers but with yeah. a few others as well oh with a few good ones you know from from Guimarães to to, yeah. to Barcelona to, yeah. to you know to to Frankfurt. Oh, we've, had, we've had a few um, over the years. Great company, Stephen. Great company and a great company. Hard on to a, believe. On a, on a he pointed to me at that. It's radio. <laughs> <laughs> I've taught you nothing. <laughs> the oh, cameras yeah. the one. Remember uh, David Proven that you used to say, "Get the dom out." You know, and Big Derek Johnson as well. Get the get oh, the beers out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always signed the expenses. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Derek's great listening company. at the moment uh, in the car on the way to Dunfermline. Good to hear you, Biggin, and hopefully we'll see you. Big DJ, you some big DJ. Oh, He's tuned oh, in at the oh, moment. Brilliant, yeah. big Derek. Brilliant. What a player! Fifty years ago, he won. Of course, the uh, fifty years ago won the European Cup Winners Cup. As yes. I say, was it really? Yeah, just over he fifty was years ago, or something, wasn't he? Yeah, that just point. A, yeah, just a boy. And what a player! Centre half and centre forward. What a player! He was indeed. If you ever see and any old footage of him, well. yep. big Derek, yeah. great company, great company. He's yeah, joined. obviously too young to to have ever seen him play, but he, I, I respect everyone's opinions. How top player, and even you just saying that at sixteen year old, but yeah. I've had the pleasure of coming across him and, and lovely man, as Mark said. He is tuned in to the programme just now. Quite a few messages coming in on the socials. Here's one when we mentioned the late great Jock Steen, who would have been a hundred uh, next week, born on the fifth of October, nineteen twenty-two. Greg's been on. He just sent this the Lisbon Lions, and it's a quote from Jock Steen. Jock said, we did it playing football, pure, beautiful, inspirational football. Jockstein, 1967. And also someone else was on saying, he did it in a short spell of time. Was it 65 he came in and then they won the cup. They they, they went on the run in the Cup Winners' Cup to the semi-final, wasn't it? They lost to Liverpool. Some dodgy refereeing at the time. Um, And then by 67, they won the European Cup. And I know it was different days, but the impact he had in such a short space of time. Incredible, Paul, because you think they might have top English teams that had tried it for a yeah. decade or so before and, and couldn't do it you know, it was dominated by um, I think with the Portuguese and the Italian and the Spanish at that time so you, you know sometimes you, yeah Celtic first club to win the European Cup yeah 55 years ago okay mm-hmm. yeah but actually just take a step back mm-hmm. and think about that Celtic won the European Cup first British club to do so Jockstein Billy McNeil only four Lisbon Lions um, still yeah. alive Um at the moment, I had the pleasure of being in the company of uh, John Fallon, who's part of the, yeah, the squad just uh, last week. John's still in, in great yeah. form. Blantyre's yeah, finest. Oh, yeah. yeah, still playing his golf. 
takes his grandchildren to the, the, the Celtic games home and away he was telling us so yeah still in great form but yeah you know you see 100 years to the day that Jockstein's born on Wednesday Celtic play Leipzig in the Champions League mm-hmm. um, that night but when you think back you know to win the European Cup no other Scottish te- teams ever done it uh, Celtic got to a final against 70 I think apart from that yeah. then the United getting to a semi-final um, in 83 when they lost to yeah. Roma um, so yeah what an achievement very very proud of, of, of that achievement Do you ever watch any of the footage then obviously with your, your family history with uh, the football club yeah well, um, obviously seeing seen the goals and, and highlights from the, from the cup final and as Mark says looking back you just think how how is that possible mm. uh, when, you, when you compare it to now a Scottish club going on and winning the, the Champions League and but I think it's, it's the stories you hear it's the way everyone speaks about him um, obviously anyone with a Celtic connection my grandfather included they talk about him like he's a god um, but it's guys like when you read the quotes of guys like Bill Shankly mm-hmm. who've got no allegiance to Celtic and the way they speak about him that's the bit that gets you and ex-players just the, way, just the way they talk about him you just think what a special man he was and Sir Alex indeed I mean, Jock was Sir Alex's mentor wasn't he of course yeah. um, you know Sir Alex freely admits he, he kind of stalked Jockstein in, <laughs> in his early days you know, he used to find out where he would go for his dinner on a Saturday night and just yeah right. and, and met somewhere in Kings Park was it, was it Kedalus's father-in-law's pub of or course. restaurant ah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and Jock yeah. would go for his dinner in there on a Saturday night I think it was teetotal wasn't he so he'd have a cup of tea at, mm-hmm. And Sir Alex would openly admit, yeah, I would make sure I'd, I'd find out and I'd go in there as well and just anything to... And I think this would be when Sir Alex would have been a player, but clearly having yeah. um, coaching and management um, in his mind. And um, so, you know, and look at the career that Sir Alex also went on. Jim McLean as well was part of yeah. Jockstein's backroom staff at Scotland as well. I said recently that uh, the late Hugh McIlvaney, a wonderful writer, maybe the best, yeah, in, in, you know, yeah. in modern in Britain, times. Britain, and he yeah. said that uh, he was together with... Um, they talked about Busby, Shankly, uh, Steen and Fagan and the, Bob Paisley. And they said of all of them, the greatest was Jock. They looked to Jock Steen as the governor of that group. of Because, you know, Matt Busby from Bells Hill mm-hmm. uh, did it the following year with Man United. But Man United, you might expect to win the European Cup. You know, a Scottish team, Celtic, to do it in 67 was uh, amazing. It would have been brilliant to be around in those days. And then we mentioned Big Derek there listening. And Rangers, uh, they got to a cup final as well. And, and, and then they won the Cup Winners' Cup in 72. Yeah. It's funny, you th- I, mean, I don't even know, because it's not talked about really. But Rangers won the European Cup Winners' Cup final in 67. Yep. I mean, we always had two Scottish teams winning the, the two major European trophies in the same year. Rangers lost the final, but you've got Celtic winning it. And Rangers being runners-up, absolutely incredible. So sort yourself out, Stephen. You in Scottish <laughs> football. <laughs> Call yourself Stattle. Exactly. No, no, I'm, I'm t- the playing standards, come oh, on. Mind you, Rangers got to a European final this year. Can anyone get to a European final this year? Um, could mm. they get to Europa League? I think I think what Rangers did last season was showed that it's uh, achievable. Mm-hmm. Um, on paper, they had no right to get to the final with, with Leipzig, Borussia Dortmund, teams like that, where you think instantly it comes out the heart. I'll be honest as soon as Dortmund came out the hat I thought that's that's him out Uh, what they have done we we spoke about it off air um, if Celtic Celtic played as well as they possibly can do against Real Madrid they lost 3-0 in the Europa League if they play that well on the night anyone's beatable in the Europa League so Rangers have showed that that it is possible so I mean there is a case to be said that that third position in the Champions League gives you that chance Mm -hmm. of going further in Europe than the second as much as you'd love to qualify at the group that that third is that safety net to go and have a right crack at Europa and Rangers with the the group they're in is really tough with Napoli Ajax Liverpool for Celtic though Mm -hmm. there is a chance Stephen do you think Celtic will come second to Real Madrid 
I think I think it'll be really close. I think Leipzig might edge them, mm-hmm. um, but I think Celtic will have will, will get third place in European football after the World Cup. Okay, just get ready for the score predictor that's coming next. Mark, what do you think? Celtic finish third place. Third. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't rule out second, but right now, if you, yeah, I would say third at the moment. And Rangers' record in Europe. Could they have a surprise up the sleeve to get that third position? With the four games that they've got left, Paul, no, I'd be very surprised if Rangers finish anywhere else other than bottom of the group. Score predictor, there's £1,300 at stake is next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Buy your next car completely online at macklinmotors.com. Let's go, go! The score predictor on the Go Radio Football Show with Clydebelt Home Improvements. Specialists in all aspects of UPVC windows and doors. Well, you know the score now. We've teamed up with our friends at Clydebelt Home Improvements and this is your chance every Friday evening here on the Go Radio Football Show to win tonight... £1,300, £100 for coming on and £1,200 if you get it right. Just predict this week's Premiership results. No one has got the predictions right so far. I think somebody got five out of six a few weeks ago. So, yep, it's £1,200 on top of the 100 And on the line now, he's been on thisisgo.co.uk. You can register for next week. It's Kevin, a Rangers fan from Easter House. Good evening, Kevin. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good, pal. What about Scotland's been brilliant week, hasn't it, for us? Two oh. wins in the draw. Yes, it's actually been brilliant, pal, really. It has. Hope to keep it up. Yeah, do you see the smile on Stephen McGinn's face here? Well, he's nearly breaking into a smile. <laughs> he's just, his wife's just had a baby, baby number two, so I don't think he's not getting too much sleep, but congratulations there for young Liam. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Thank you. So, back to action tomorrow and we had a few calls earlier on saying that Rangers have to win Kevin you're a Rangers fan what do you feel about tomorrow and about things in general oh I think it'll be, it'll be a hard game no doubt about that uh, but I can see Rangers doing it with the, the scores that's been going on but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy with them I've got a good feeling good how much do you love your football what part of your life is it do you get to the games or do you watch it tune in to the radio and all the rest well, sometimes I get the games, but not a lot. I've got, obviously, I've got a big family, so I try my best to go, but most of the time I watch it. Yep, it's an expensive business as well, especially in these yeah. times. It's not easy. Yeah. So you could win 1,200. All you need to do is get six results. You don't need the scoreline. Mark's laughing here. Um, Somebody will do it. Kevin, we're rooting Somebody for you. Yep. I know. 100 for coming on, 1,200 if you get it right. Um, where will we start? Do you want to start with your game? No, let's not do that. Let's do Hearts Rangers um, at the end, given that you're a Rangers fan. Where are we going to start, Kevin? Let's go to St Mirren against Livingston. That looks a great tie. The two of them top six. Mark, do you want to kick uh, off on this one? What are you thinking? St Mirren, Livy, I am going to go St Mirren 1, Livingston 2. Right, so Livy uh, to win. And yet St Mirren, just looking at you, they, they beat Celtic, what, 12 yeah. days ago? Yeah, beat think? them 2-0 yeah. uh, and well-deserved. Good on them. But um, yeah, I've, I've not backed Livingston too often. There's something just tells me okay. tomorrow, Livy. And looking at the table then, because they're both there together at the moment, so 12 points. I mean, they could go just behind uh, Rangers. In fact, Rangers could go top and then see what happens with Celtic. But yeah, the winner of this one could, depending on what happens at Tynecastle. Kevin, what do you think? St Mirren, Livy? Oh, 2-1, to someone. Right, you're going 2-1 against St Mirren. Stephen, it's your uh, old club. You've been there a couple of times. You must have a soft spot for St Mirren. You were there as a boy as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it'll be a really t- 
tight game um, but I don't want to burst the St Man fans bubble that I walked out with uh, two weeks ago who are dreaming of European football so yeah. I'm going to say St Mirren 1 Livingston 0 Right, so you're going for the 1-0. It was Andy Roxburgh first saying 0. What's this 0? 1-0. But is that the thing now with the stats? 1-0. Uh, yeah, I better watch. He's a big lad. Andy Walker said that. <laughs> Kevin, see when Stephen McGinn stood up at the end of the show the other night, Andy Walker said it was like, he said, look at the height of Stephen. You know? So uh, didn't quite realise. Yeah. Right, so you're going for St Mirren. Uh, so is Kevin and Mark you've been difficult you're going for the Livy <laughs> right next up Ross County against Hibs Stephen McGinn we'll start with you what do you think is going to happen one of your old clubs there um, I think Hibs obviously um, got got themselves going Martin Boyle uh, got off to a flyer coming back to Hibs but I think Ross County a very tough place to go I'm going to go score draw 1-1 one one, but you've got one of the best defenders in the country there playing for Hibs, of course, Ryan Porteous. Um, you must have been pleased for him because he's had so much criticism, controversy. Um, you know, Jim Goodwin wasn't happy about the incident the other week, but what a week it's been for Ryan Porteous. Yeah, uh, delighted for him. But some I've always had that belief. Um, Ryan has a lot of belief in himself. He's a big game player. Um, when he puts it together, he, he can deliver that perf- performance. And delighted he was able to do it. Um, but Ross County, my old manager, Malky, yeah. uh, 1-1. You're going for 1-1. Did you do a bit of coaching then during your time at Hibs with the younger players like Ryan Porteous, who would have been, what, 20 uh, then? No, uh, Ryan's obviously an established first team right. team players, a couple of younger players. Um, Josh Doig, who's oh, yeah. um, just went yeah. there. I was there when Jack Ross gave him his, his debut. So, yeah, really enjoyed my season there. Um, it, was, it was just slightly different, but a uh, brilliant football club. and um, Yeah, but only a point for them tomorrow. Big club, my final question on yeah. Hibs. How, how big is it? Uh, well, I, I didn't really pick. I picked up before then. I picked up when John was, was a player sure. there. Um, obviously, went to them, their championship club, but um, I think it's not until you can. I mean, when your brothers are at a club like Motherwell just now, like Aston Villa, you, yeah. you're immersed in it. And um, yeah, you don't. I didn't ever appreciate just how big they were until um, John, especially with um, when Neil Lennon came in, they, they were really get big crowds and you genuinely fancied them against Celtic and Rangers and John was also there wasn't he in 2016 is that right the, when they won the cup yeah uh, obviously the, probably the most famous day in their history um, yeah a special day to to, to be there and uh, have your brother is a, such a major part of it Kevin sorry about that I realise as a Rangers fan that wasn't a special day for you but um, Mark what do you reckon uh, Ross County Hibs 0-0 nil, nil tomorrow I'm going for a draw as well right. but a, 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 or a 0-0 zero, whatever you prefer Paul. we'll <laughs> go 0-0 no, no. it's up to you we'll Basil nil, nil. or Bal 0-0 right okay Kevin what do you think 3-1 Hibs 3-1 the Hibs there he is oh. right. I need to see it but I have to see it Okay. Yeah, you're going for it. Absolutely. So well, the money. There's twelve hundred pounds there. It, it, that's exactly it. Right. Dundee United St Johnson. Bit of a derby there. Kevin in Easter House. Kevin, do you want to go first? Uh, what do you think? I was thinking two one at St Johnston. Right. Okay. You think Nicky Clark going back to Tannadice might score? And uh, Dundee United, mm. though, they need to get that first win. They've got the new manager there. But you reckon it's going to be a win for St Johnson? Mark, yeah. what, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I, I agree uh, with Kevin, Tayside Derby, Liam Fox's first game, but St. Johnson back-to-back clean sheets. Nicky Clark going back there, I think he might just go back and haunt his old club. 2-0 St. Johnson, I'm going. And that would put them on 10 points, and depending what happens with Motherwell, and Aberdeen will come to that. Okay, Stephen McGinn, what do you think tomorrow? 
Ford. Yeah, the, obviously Tayside Derby, big game, but I think both teams will not want to lose it uh, more than go out to win it. So I've got St Johnson down for consecutive zero zeros. Right. So, well, well, okay, I hear you. Uh, he's going for nil nil in that one. Did you enjoy playing at Tannadice? Always did. Uh, yeah. I played in the um, playoff first leg up there for St Mirren. Um, in the first leg, I remember coming out and thinking what a brilliant place it was to play yeah. football. Great night it was. Uh, well, the second leg much more so than the first leg. Sure. But yeah, yeah, really enjoyed it. Brilliant night. Mark, it was always good to cover games there. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's got the potential of a right good atmosphere. I hope that Liam Fox uh, gets him going. You know, again, it was only six, yeah. seven weeks ago yeah. that we've mm-hmm. talked about the D United maybe having a special season under Jack Ross and what was the crowd remember was it 12,000 yeah, yeah. you know beating Altmar yeah. 1-0 and you look at the, the calibre of player Brian Glenn Middleton Stephen Fletcher um, all that kind of stuff and just for it to go so pear-shaped so quickly really took me by surprise yep certainly did AZ as they say in the beep we hate that AZ is that okay Stephen yes. just check with you is that okay yeah <laughs> you're not part of the woke brigade are you no no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> not yet <laughs> no he's 33 he'll be alright no no he's, uh... right Kevin back to you yeah. what about um, McInnes versus McInnes it's Aberdeen against Kilmarnock and I'm saying that because they've changed the dugouts so he'll be in familiar territory who's going to win the Dons or Kelly it's going to be the Dons 3-1 but mm. that's what I think okay. I think that'll be a wee bit stronger Kelly obviously goals are the problem and it's obviously been a tough 24 hours as well with the Kel Lafferty the the um, action from uh, the SFA following that video so they need striking power and Mark I'm looking at you are they going yeah. to get it at Pataudry? Uh, I, you know I think Aberdeen bouncing back from Easter Road a disappointment uh, down to 10 men Kilmarnock Derek will have them stuffy he'll have them stuffy mm-hmm. he'll be delighted to get up there and get a point looking to frustrate the Aberdeen crowd um, I'm going to go a 1-1 at Petodre tomorrow Oh, 1-1 your old team what do you think Stephen what do you reckon yeah that's what I've got down as well I think um, he was really disappointed with our performance throughout Livingston and um, he'll have reminded them over the international break about standards and what's expected of them and it's quite an important game to the manager uh, Tony Dock and Paul Sheeran going back up there so I think uh, I think they would go up there and I'd be happy not to lose so 1-1 I've got to you reckon 1-1 thanks for that okay and then Celtic Motherwell we'll go to you first Kevin what do you think? I think I really wish to go better you know but I think 3-1 to Celtic 3-1 to Celtic you reckon Mark did I get yours there? no yeah it was yes. just what was Kevin's Aberdeen he went for Aberdeen. He Z- went Aberdeen 3-1. 3-1 Aberdeen, yeah. Aberdeen, right. Okay, yep. 3-1 Aberdeen. I didn't have it jotted down. So Sorry, okay. Mark, my apologies. Uh, he's, d- he's doing a longhand. Do you not do Pittman's? <laughs> right. can, we, can we continue, Mark? Sorry, yeah. Paul, my, not my at all. No, Sorry. not at all. One mistake a season, you're allowed, aren't you? Is it? Even Craig Gordon might have the, the odd mistake, but yeah. he didn't in the last couple of weeks. Right, back to it. Celtic, Celtic Motherwell. Motherwell. Celtic, yep. pa- Celtic to bounce back uh, and win 3-0 against Motherwell. 3-0. Kevin, your scoreline again? 3-1 you reckon Stephen what do you think uh, Paul McGinn to put his mist to bed and score the what no <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh 2-1 to Celtic 2-1 to Celtic and then your match of the day for you well it's a great game because away from home um, what do you think let's go Stephen what do you think 12.30 tomorrow Tynecastle. I think that with the criticism they've taken as a squad Rangers won't miss up the opportunity to go top of the league even for a short period so I think they'll edge it 2-1 
Here's the manager. We had some disappointing results the last weeks, you know, especially the away game against Celtic. Of course, Champions League, two big defeats. I think the, the win against Dundee United helped us in, in the sense of getting back to the three points. I think that's all we can do just to stay focusing on, on winning our games. That's the most important thing we have to do and we have to continue with that. Will Rangers go top of the table? I think they will put them swithering between a draw and a Rangers win but I think over the piece you look at it Rangers have got Hearts' number a lot at stake they need to go top of the table they'll do it 2-0 I see Ryan Jack has said in one of the papers that has been quoted as saying uh, there's no talks at the moment about his contract others are saying who's going to be up front is it going to be Cholak or Morelos uh, Kevin who would you play up front? See the truth I would actually play the two of them two of them it's here it works I love that, but so these days, I would do yeah. that all day long. Huh? Do something different. Okay. But at a place like Tynecastle, why not go for a rough and tumble game? Yeah. Two boys that are experienced, know how to score goals, physical presence. I, I agree with you, Kevin. I would do that all day long. What's your scoreline, Kevin? Obviously, two one to the teddy bears. <laughs> two one to the teddy bears. <laughs> so yeah, listen. I think that's got quite a good sound to it. I'm looking at your predictions, which I think are really good. So you're going for Rangers, you're going for Aberdeen, you're going for Celtic, you're going for St Johnson, uh, you're going for Hebs at Ross County and mm-hmm. St Mirren against yep. Livingston. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at Kevin's forecast. Not one draw and goals in every game. Not one clean sheet either. That's great. And some great games in the Championship as well and in the First Division. Good luck tomorrow. Not actually Stephen your scoreline, but hope for uh, a big crowd tomorrow. Might come along to the game. Look forward to it. Thanks, yep. Paul. Falkirk against Clyde, up against Peter Grant's boys as well. Peter will be back next week. And uh, Kevin, thanks very much. I think we might be speaking yeah. to you on Monday night. Seriously. Hopefully. 1200. And then you'll be invited to the Christmas night out. <laughs> trying to get a drink out of this mob, honestly. James is just shaking his head. Honest. Kevin, thanks a lot. Enjoy the games luck, tomorrow. Kevin. Cheers. Thanks, okay. thanks very Thank much. You. Thank you. Bye bye. So. It's flown in, hasn't it? It's great. You're home for the babysitting. Yeah, and uh, the Friday night championship game. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, your brother, John, and the whole Scotland uh, team have given us such joy in the last week or so. We did think at first what we're going to be doing, but we know how it's gone. Mark, thanks a million. Thanks, Paul. We'll thanks, Stephen. We'll be back soon. And on Monday night, Leanne Crichton will be here with Barry Ferguson. Zoe is up next just after the news. Thanks. Have a great weekend. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Visit their brand new Toyota showroom at Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.